Well, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. He is risen. He's risen indeed. That's the proper response. If you didn't know that, now you know. So next year, hope you remember that. Um, yeah. Well, we're just anticipating just a sweet presence of the Lord tonight. Oh, thank you, my hon. She doesn't do this at home, by the way. No, she does. She's so sweet. She brings me a coffee. She lets me sleep in on Sundays. And I do. I can hear the coffee machine going, and she's like, can you get up and have your coffee? I'm like, uh-huh. I'll get up. If there's coffee waiting, I'll get up. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, happy Easter, and I'm just looking forward to the Lord's presence tonight. I was here earlier and just enjoying setting the table, getting the room just kind of warmed up, and, and I had a conversation with the Lord. I asked him some of our, um, well, you guys weren't here on Wednesday, but you know the sozo stuff, the inner healing questions, like questions like, Father, is there anyone I need to forgive? And then, you know, your spouse comes to mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Tonight, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, it's, it's called a word of knowledge. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, joking aside, I just was, you know, that's actually the, the key to inner healing, if, if you didn't know, is um, learning to talk to God. You want to get healed on the inside, outside, any kind of healing, just learn to have a conversation with him. He, he wants to talk to us. And if you feel like you're not able to hear him, the best place to begin is just to say to him, Father, you know, or Jesus. You can talk to any one of the members of the Trinity, okay? So you can say, Holy Spirit, Father, Jesus. We have one God in three persons, blessed Trinity. And you can, I mean, we have to come to God, the Father, through Jesus. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. No man can come to the Father except through him. So, but, but once we know Jesus, once we come into a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit is released and birthed inside of us, we now have a relationship with not only Jesus and the Holy Spirit who is in us, but guess what? They want to bring us to the Father. They, Jesus and the Holy Spirit want to introduce us to Father God. Access to the throne. Yes, we, there's so much. And you know, we could go into like just a preach now regarding that whole thing but um just just want to encourage you guys you know this morning so i was or this afternoon it was when that happened i just asked the lord you know one of the questions i asked is you know, what do you think of me i need to hear it you need to hear it you need to know what what your god what your father thinks of you and i would encourage you if, uh, if there's anyone you need to forgive that would be a good question to start with and if there's no one to forgive and you hear, you're starting to hear his voice, um, ask him what he thinks of you. Ask him, you know, if, are, there any, are there any open doors in my life, or do I have any things, is there, are there any hooks? That was what we learned last week on Wednesday night. Do I have any hooks inside of me, you know, hooks from the enemy, um, or, or an open door? And if there's nothing that, that God wants to deal with, ask him what he thinks of you. And... So I felt like I heard some things, which was encouraging, and then I felt the nudge from the Spirit of God to, to say, what, what do you have for me? You know, God, what do you have for me? So I just put my hands out, and I began, let's just do that now. You guys want to do this with me? 
Why don't you stand up? Because we're going we're gonna to worship in a second here anyway. Yeah, just put your hands out. And today I said, Father, uh, what do you have for me? And right now even I'm feeling it. I just, I felt this, I can't even explain it fully, but I felt the presence of God, uh, something touching my hands. And I felt like even the, even the hairs on my hands, that's a strange thing to walk into, the hairs on my, <laughs> in my arms just started to, to uh, stand up and I just felt this and I turned I was looking with my eyes open I moved my hands both ways and I just could feel this this heavy thickness around my hands and I knew the Lord uh, was just showing me that his presence was here and so even now God we just put our hands out and we just ask you Lord what do you have for us tonight we're here to worship you and that's our main goal but what do you have for us what do you have for us? We welcome your presence here tonight, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, King Jesus, this evening for what you've done for us, for what you've done for planet Earth, how you went to the cross, how you left your throne and became a human baby and grew up and walked amongst us. You walked among your people of Israel. And you grew up before them and you, you learned just like any human being would do. You learned and you were spent time in, in the temple and you listened and you had a relationship with Father God. You were still fully God, yet fully man walking among us. Thank you, Lord. And then you chose to be, become obedient to death, even death on a cross. And it's on the cross where you took our sin, you took our shame, you took our brokenness and our sickness, our, our everything that we didn't deserve to have removed, but out of your great compassion and love for us, you came and you set us free. And then you, you, were, you were put to death on that cross. And you were buried in a tomb for three days. And on that third day, you came back to life. The breath of God, the, the spirit of God came and raised you up from the dead. And you are never to die again. And we thank you for that. We thank you that that is our hope. That you are the hope of resurrection. That you are the hope of eternal life. And God, we thank you that when you rose from the dead and you ascended into heaven that now you sit and reign at the right hand of your father and you released the holy spirit to come upon your people to come upon this planet and we're here today to receive your spirit to receive you king jesus by your holy spirit to come and fill us to cover over us and to do a work inside of us, a transformation work to make us like Jesus. So we thank you for that, Lord. Yeah. So you guys would think right now that this would be the time we're going to go right into worship, but it's, it's not set up that way. So that was just a taste. <laughs> we don't have to unplug, okay? So he, he didn't just lift. As we welcome him, just continue that that welcome, roll out the welcome 
carpet. Let the red carpet be rolled out of your heart right now and just say, come, Jesus. Let, let your spirit come. Just come and have your way in this meeting. Yeah. But don't, clo- don't keep your eyes closed because I need you guys to look up for just a second. Um, well, you don't have to look at this. We could have just postponed this announcement, but we're not doing baptisms tonight. As uh, we said last week, we would have had a baptismal setup over here. Um, But we only had one person that said they're ready to be baptized, but if no one else was going to join her, um, she said, I mean, don't go to all that work this Sunday because she would actually prefer Pentecost Sunday because Barbara's first time here with us was Pentecost Sunday. And uh, it's been a a blessing and a joy to to know her for a full year now. And we won't even go into that. I don't want to mess her up, but but she's a powerful person. There's powerful people all over this room. You are all powerful people. When you have the presence of God living in you, you are a powerful person. The devil's afraid of you. The devil is afraid of you. When you get up in the morning, the enemy is like, "Uh uh-oh, she's awake. Uh Uh-oh, he's up. Is he going to remember who he is? Is she going to remember who she is? Is she going to walk in that authority and power that Jesus provided on the cross that he opened up for you to walk in? So anyway, baptisms. Yeah, back to baptisms. June 5th, Pentecost Sunday. If you want to get baptized, got a little bit of time to have conversations over the next, well, 50 days because it's 50 days after Easter that we celebrate Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the church. But talk to me, talk to Tammy, let us know that you're interested. Um, We will make a, a space and a time to have a conversation with each person who wants to be baptized of what it really is all about, why we do it. Um, So so there you go. That's the one and only announcement that we're going to do tonight. So what I want to do, some of you traditional Christians, if you grew up in the Catholic Church or the Lutheran Church, what we're going to do next in our declaration um, probably will will, uh, resound something inside of you from your memory. Um, and those of you who didn't grow up in traditional church, it's okay because you can take hold of this declaration with us. And it's not going to be anything that you're not going to agree with. So if you guys are ready, once the sirens finish going by, <laughs> let's make this declaration and then we're going to worship. You ready? Okay, here we go. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us people and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. 
And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God, we declare who you are. We declare your glory. We thank you, Jesus, that you are risen. You are risen indeed, and you have poured out your spirit. And today, God, we welcome you. We say, Holy Spirit, come into this place. Come into this gathering. Come and have your way as we exalt the name of Jesus. We're here for one purpose. That's to know you and to worship you and to find our joy and our delight in you, Jesus. So we come now to give you high praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, we do exalt you tonight, Lord. God, as those songs we're singing, Lord, that we cry out, holy are you. God, we join with the heavens, we join with the angels, we join with the roar of heaven, God, that it's deafening, God, that they're glorifying you because you're worthy, Lord Jesus. Focus our love and our attentions on you, Lord, and we just continue in this attitude of worship, Lord, we just say we love you, Jesus. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for the cross, God. We're so grateful that you were obedient unto death, God, that you loved us that much, Lord, to spread out your arms that big for us. That's how much you love us, Jesus. We honor your sacrifice, God. We honor you and your sacrifice and your love for us today, Lord. And every day, but especially today, God, we focus a little harder on it, Lord. Focus a little deeper, our attentions and our affections on you. Say thank you for the cross. Thank you for your freedom, God. Thank you for the access to the Father, Lord, that you've given us, Lord. Through your cross, God, we have freedom from our sins, Lord. We have freedom to have relationship, friendship with you, Lord. We thank you that you are holy and that you are worthy and you are King of kings and Lord of lords and our mighty warrior and our victorious King. And you're also our friend. You're the lover of our souls. God, I pray that we would understand the many, many facets of your love for us, Lord, and your love for the lost, for those that know you and that don't know you, God, that we would be better representations from this day forward, Lord, of the multifaceted love of Jesus. The love and the truth and the grace and the mercy all wrapped in one, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We do exalt you, Jesus. We exalt you in this place. We exalt you in our lives. We exalt you in our marriages. We exalt you in our families, Lord. We exalt you in this body in this church body, Lord. We exalt you as this city, God, as this state, 
God, that you would be exalted over Bremerton, that you would be exalted over this county, God, that you would be exalted over Washington State, Lord, that you would be exalted over the United States of America, Lord Jesus, that we would turn again to our roots, Lord, and that we would honor you, that we would honor you, that our hearts would be tenderized, Lord, that people's hearts would be softened with the oil of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and turn to you because you just are love. And that's what people need. They need the love of Jesus Christ. So be exalted, Lord. Be glorified. Be magnified in and through us, God. Use us, Lord. We want to be vessels of honor and channels of your power, God. Use us for your glory and for your name's sake, Lord, as we love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You want me to? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Barbara, if you want to come on up here, if there's um, Forrest, if you want to come on up for prophetic ministry team, the prophetic ministry team wants to come up. And if you want to, if you have anything to share, or sometimes if you want to just come up here and lay eyes on people. Sorry, guys. Don't want to leave anybody out. Anybody that, yeah, is on the, you know who you are. So come on up if you have a word to share. Sometimes we just get up here and then God points a finger at somebody. So anyway, got anything? No pressure. That's right. No pressure. Thank you, Lord Jesus. got much but I just felt like um, God just showed me an image a minute ago and it was like over this section of people over here and it was just like an open heaven over there over that section so I don't know what that means just be blessed open heaven right there yeah I know right everybody go over there everybody go over there yeah If something drops, so this is what we learned a, a few weeks ago that if we come up here and just kind of wait on the Lord, that He'll begin to speak. So um, you may not have something in worship. It may be when you're up here. Um, so we're just going to take a moment. We just want to make room for the Spirit of God to do whatever He wants to do. I mean, hopefully that's what the whole meeting is, but you know what I mean as far as prophecy, uh, words of knowledge. I'm going to share a few things, and then I'm going to pass it back to you guys. So this is what I felt like the Lord uh, spoke to me with this morning when I was here. He wants to restore hope in some. So we're not going to ask anyone to do anything, stand up or anything like that. But if, if that's you, I just felt like this this afternoon or this evening he's restoring hope and so we just declare a fresh release a fresh impartation of 
the hope of heaven, which is Jesus. Jesus is our hope. He is our hope. And so we just speak over your spirit, over your mind, that Jesus has come. He has come to be alongside you, to release life and strength and encouragement and hope into your heart. I also heard that he wants to restore uh, somebody's relationship with him because you feel like you're not close to the Lord at this time in your life, in this season. You know, that one, I think, you know, if, if that's you and you would allow us to, we're not going to ask you to do anything uncomfortable, but if that's you, if you feel like your relationship with the Lord is distant, would you let us pray for you? And if, if so, just raise your hand and those around you will just uh, stand around you and some of us will come. Awesome. Okay, so we're, gonna just, we're just going to pray for this young man that I know. And uh, yeah, so if I could get um, you guys, uh, maybe you guys can come. We're just going to, this might feel awkward to us because we're just trying to, trying to break out of the box a little bit. Yeah. And if the rest of you guys just extend your hands towards, towards Ethan. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Well, that's not going to reach, but no, that's fine. So, Ethan, I just, I, I felt like the Lord was saying the reason why he was giving me these words this morning is because this is what he wants to do. He wants to draw you into a deeper place with him. And there's nothing that any of us have, have done or can do to separate us from his love. And so tonight we just, we just release his presence and we release the encouragement of heaven. just going to pray this into the mic so it can be recorded for him. Even when we were worshiping, I just felt like um, it was a now time for you. I feel like it's a, uh, it's a key moment for you and maybe a pivotal moment for you in Jesus. time for you to rise up into who he's called you to be. Yeah. Such a tender, wise young man. Those are God-given attributes, and I just see, as I've gotten to know you even better the past few months, I just see so much godly potential in you, and I felt like tonight as I was seeing you in worship that God was just wanting to, like, kind of pull you up by the collar and get you to look him in the eyes. Look in my eyes. Yeah. Jesus. Finish your work, Lord. Okay, okay. 
Ethan, the Father wants you to know that there's nothing you can do that can make him love you more or less. That he totally loves your heart for him. He made you exactly right. And he just wants you to press into him more. He wants you to get to know him more. But he loves your heart. He loves how hungry you are for him and how bold you are. Every time we say yes to him, he marks it. Every time I've said yes as your dad, every time I've said yes to him, he marks it. It's like a, a fresh line in the sand where, where we get a stand and, and he remembers, he knows he, he's the one that draws us to that place of wanting and, and, and realizing our need. And that need, that, that knowledge, that, that feeling of needing God, that feeling of I'm not where I want to be but because I know there's so much more, that comes from him because he, he wants to entice you. He wants to entice me and, and everyone here. He wants, to, he wants to take his cords of love, the Bible says, and he wants to draw you close to himself. And he just he gives you a hunger and a desperation on the inside for more because you've tasted a little and you've seen a little, but there's so much more and your spirit inside of you is craving, longing to know the, the real deal, the real God. And you, you're smart enough and you've been walking in this family long enough to realize that there's, we don't wanna play games. We don't wanna waste our lives playing church, but we are in hot pursuit of knowing him and his presence more and more. So we just, we just release Holy Spirit. We just say, come, come Holy Spirit. Just fill Ethan in his spirit. Fill him, Lord, every part of his being. Flood his body with your presence. Thank you, Jesus, that your blood has purchased him, that he belongs to you, that he is one of yours. Even though we dedicated him to you as a baby, he is saying, yes, I want to be yours. I'm all yours. And as one of your sons, God, we ask that you would just flood him now, that we would release that impartation of your spirit now and, and say, fire of God, come in. Come in and strengthen, release life, release passion for the things of heaven. Release the gifts that you've placed inside of him, Lord. Let those gifts be broken open and fanned into flame. In Jesus' name.
I did actually get something earlier today, and I didn't, you know, sometimes I don't know what it's for. But I was, I was thinking too, uh, Ian, that this might apply to you. And um, I should never look out. <laughs> um, today is the resurrection of Jesus. And I, it is. It's <laughs> I'm not wrong on that, am I? <laughs> and I feel like it's a resurrection for many of us, that there's a resurrection of Ian of dreams that you've had, a resurrection of other people's dreams that they thought had died, resurrection for today. Today is resurrection day. Well think if there was anything else it was all about resurrection and how much and, and then later I was thinking it's too bad that people go on these Easter egg hunts and things and that's great you know but if that's all they celebrate today how how sad is that when what Jesus paid for yeah. let me preach to you guys no <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> That's interesting that you said that because during when we were here praying before church tonight, one of the songs was, um, was it Turn the Lights On? Yeah. Turn the Lights On. Turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. And they kept repeating, Turn on the lights. And I could, and I don't get a lot of pictures, but I kept seeing like lights turning on out there. Like God was out there flipping on the light switch for houses. And it was like, it felt so exciting. Like, He's turning on the lights in Bremerton. Yeah. Like, and I mean, all Pierce County, where you guys are at, all the kids up county, I just felt like today, <laughs> just, just Bremerton, we're special. <laughs> yeah. Like, light switches are being turned on. And that's including our own house, you know, with us, even. You know, there's, you know, yeah, like God's turning on light switches for people. I just was so excited about that today. It was the strangest, like, you can see him, like this big hand, like flipping on these big switches. <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah. I do have a couple more things, but guys, guys go ahead. I'll get back to I have a word for you, Jill. So, <laughs> I was shown that the, the timing is perfect on this day of resurrection. God so loves your faithfulness, your wit, and the combination of your boldness and your meekness. It's very unique. <laughs> but he wants to resurrect you. He wants to bring you back in your own power, acknowledging your power in spirit and in your body because you have much to do in his name. Jill, we pray for a resurrection. We declare resurrection power in your body, in your soul, in your spirit, 
your dedication to the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They are so appreciative of your dedication, your faithfulness. You are resuming your energy, your power. You have much to do in God's name, and he wants you to be able to do that on all levels. Thank you, Jill, for your faithfulness. We release resurrection power, restoration, energy, fulfillment, boldness. <laughs> we love your boldness. <laughs> wanted to say when we were praying for you I kept hearing on earth as it is in heaven so just whatever you're praying for whatever we're crying out for over you on earth as it is in heaven just whatever get a hold of whatever you're asking for I feel like God's inviting you to ask because he wants to he's a good daddy so I anyway I just felt like ask him for it reach out and grab a hold of it and it's yours okay I got one more thing Ethan I just want to get this on the recording before your before your daddy asked if there was anybody anyway I just want you to know that I feel like God has had his finger on you for today so I felt like that before we started worship so I just want to encourage you that that God has God's got you in his crosshairs and I know I've said that to multiple people but it I feel like it's it sounds scary, but at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, what better place to be? Because, like, he's ready to just waylay you with everything that he has for you. So even before your daddy mentioned that, I was feeling like that for you. So I just want to confirm that God's after you. So, because he loves you massive. So. Yes, but I have something for you. I just want to say, like, today is the first day, it's the beginning of the rest of your life. Like from this day forward, you're going to walk in health and you're going to walk in what God has called you to do. We want you, we need you. He wants you, he needs you. And so from this day forward, we just are going to declare that you walk in perfect health and then walk what he has called you in this church body. Yeah. I just want to pray over me. No. <laughs> Abundance. Um, actually, Ethan, I, when I was praying for you or when we were over there, I just kept hearing springs of living water, that you are filled with springs of living water. And we just want to open that well and let it flow. That's right. Amen. <laughs> feel like you're, are you sure you want to I mean it's up to you no pressure <laughs> but you know how this works because one thing drops and then you're like ah God's constant God's voice is constantly speaking like he his voice it's not like it's a separate thing from him he's always speaking he's always talking if we will just listen if we will just listen 
distracted me, young man. <laughs> Just real quick. This might have already been spoken, but Jean, I felt the Father's heart over you. And I, like, I'm surprised I got distracted, but you're very distracting. Because I love you very much. But I felt the Father's heart over you, like, really, like, overwhelmed, like, welling up. And I felt like he is so, he's so very proud of you for the man that you are, for the father that you are, for the grandfather that you are, but also that you're a father in this house, that you, you carry authority in this house and you carry that heart of a father in this house and people see you like that and it's a treasure like you are treasured, you are not overlooked, you are seen by God and you are seen by us as a treasure. So I just wanna honor you and I feel like God is just so proud of you. I'm, I'm not sure, I, it's not an, I have an admiration for you. I'm not sure how to articulate it, what God is putting in my heart, but I know that he is overwhelmed with love and adoration for you. That it's like if he could physically hug you, I feel like he's pouring his love over you into all the nooks and crannies, into all the fractures, anything like that, that he is just, Gene, come here, boy. Come here. I wanna be, I wanna be your daddy and be the perfect example and show you how to continue to be a wonderful, father and grandfather and friend to all of us but anyway all right god loves you crazy that was a good word <clears throat> so i had a couple other things that i i just want to try to quickly go over here um i i heard this was just i asked god to give me some words of knowledge we hear in part, we know in part, you know, so it's, we weigh everything. Um, but this is what I felt that he dropped in was he wants to clear, he wants to clear the brain fog that you've been dealing with and give you clarity. Okay, so we have, why don't the two of you stand in front of the, the music stand here? So... I would almost say that because the Lord wants to do it, it's done. But just just extend your, for the sake of time, we don't all have to get up here and lay hands, so just stretch your hands. God, Father God, we thank you for, for your heart and your will to clear the fog, to bring in clarity. So we just declare your will over your daughters tonight. We say the fog has to go now. Wind of Holy Spirit just come, just blow through. Just blow out that fog. Just let the sun, let the brightness of your face, the sun of God's face, let it, let it just burn away that marine layer. Let it burn away the fog until nothing else is seen but the clarity of, of the, the sunshine of your face beaming over them, bringing everything into clarity, everything into brightness, and the brightness of your face over them, Lord. We just declare it tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
There you go. Okay, so we're going to want to test these things and, and get testimonies. Not tonight necessarily, because some of these, it's going to require you to go to bed tonight. And that's the next one. Um, well, no, that's not the next one. So there are some here who have sons or daughters that are not walking with him. And he wants you to know. Wow, okay, I'll just look at you because I, some, sometimes I know these things, but other times it's, I don't know. Um, well, I know your sons or daughters, so, and daughter, son and daughter. There are some who have sons or daughters that are not walking with the Lord. And he wants you to know that he's pursuing them constantly. So this is what you should do. Just close your eyes and raise your hand up. If that's, if you are contending to see a son or daughter come to, yes. So Father, we thank you tonight that you are the hound of heaven. That just as you pursued me and every person in this room, you are pursued. You are in pursuit of these prodigal sons and daughters that are represented in this room. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you that it's your heart that we know, that we know you're doing it, that you are 7,000 times more at work than what we could ever imagine. We thank you, God. And we just say, get them, Lord. Get them. Get them, Lord. Get them. Rescue them, God. Rescue them from the darkness. Whatever it takes, God, bring them to the place where they are cornered by you and they have no choice but to say yes or no to you. But God, we pray that their hearts will be ready and they will say yes. They will say yes to you, Jesus. Lord, we just say tonight, we bind the enemy over their lives. We bind the demonic forces that have blinded the eyes of those that don't believe. And we just pull off the enemy now in Jesus name we pull off the blindfold and by the Spirit of God we pull off the blinders and we say let truth and revelation break in on their lives break in on their minds in Jesus mighty name that they would know without a doubt that Jesus Christ is Lord and he is King and he is coming back we thank you Jesus we thank you that it's your will to save all and that nobody would perish and we just, we commit them into your hands in Jesus' name. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, this is going pretty good so far, guys. So, so far, so good. Okay. What else do we have here? Ah, so I typed down that he's healing arthritis pain. Now, I know there's one person in the room that's got some pain lately. I won't, won't call it out. But this is what I saw. Uh, I was just um, recently. I was in receive mode. I was just standing right there alone in this room when I was feeling his presence very intensely, which was wonderful. You should try it sometime. Get alone with him and just put your hands out and just say, Holy Spirit, come. But I, I saw um, in, my, in my mind um, just the body, like the side view of a figure sitting down, and I started seeing purple spots on every joint, and I felt like the Lord said, it's arthritis that I want to heal. So if you have arthritis pain, I believe that I'm going to just declare it now that he is healing it, that he is healing it, that he, he revealed it, and what he reveals he's going to do. And so we just, if, if that's you and you just want to, if you want to raise your hand, we're just going to release it over you tonight, that it's his will. So we just release it over you tonight. We say, thank you, Jesus, that you're healing arthritis pain. We just speak to that pain now in Jesus' name. Pain has to go. 
It has to go. It has to bow to the name of Jesus. So we release the comfort of heaven and the peace of heaven over these areas of pain in your bodies. We say, Holy Spirit, come and complete the work that you've revealed that you want to do. That Thank you, God. We give you thanks. We give you praise. And we just speak to that pain now. Go now in Jesus' name. Be gone in Jesus' name. So what I want you guys to do, if you had pain when you came in and you, if you felt it before, test it out. And if you feel like the pain is gone, stick your hand up. Or if you feel like it's 70% 70, 70 or more. Hey, there's a little feather. Um, if you feel like it's 70% or more, you do feel like the pain's 70% or more gone. So what do we say when someone... Yes. Thank you, Lord. Proper etiquette is when he does something. If I, I've repeated this a couple times, but if someone at Thanksgiving table or Easter banquet table, some are having Easter meals right now. Some of our people are having Easter dinner. That's bless them, God. But when someone says, hey, would you hand me, pass me the mashed potatoes or a biscuit or some pie? Are you getting hungry yet? And they pass it to you. What do you say? Thank you. Thank you. Or you could just be like rude and be like, hmm. you could be a little quicker next time. That's what you were going to say. I'd see great minds think alike. I asked the Lord one time if he had another name for me. You should ask him sometime when you're alone with him. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, do you have another name for me? I asked and I immediately heard, it's like fast, wit. W-I-T. So he made me that way and he made you that way. I'm, we're sorry, aren't we? Yeah, sorry guys. So yeah, we just thank you, Lord, for the the measure of healing released tonight for arthritis pain joint pain that's good so what we're going to do at the end of this gathering tonight we will take communion together and worship we're actually just going to worship and take communion um, and during that time i want you guys to contend for that healing to be complete so when you hold the bread and the juice the the body of jesus and the blood of jesus when you hold those in your hand Present it before the Lord. Present those, those tokens before the Lord and, and, and thank him. You don't have to ask for what he's already wanting to give. Thank him for releasing the healing into your body. Even if it's an extra measure, I'll go for the whole thing, but even if it's 50% or 25%, I'll take any relief of pain. If I've got pain in my body, I want relief of pain. Did you have something? Isabel. <laughs> God gave me a word for you, Isabel. But I'm going to start with, there's going to be a big shaking in your life. You are going to be hearing the word in different ways and in multiple different ways in your dreams. There will days be you are going to be walking or driving, be careful, along, and you will just get, boom, a download. Yeah, or in subtle ways, all different ways, new word in your life. And a greater understanding, the Holy Spirit is moving through you in ways that are going to put you on a fast track to, and the word is boldness. So boldness and the Holy Spirit is going to be speaking through you in ways you didn't even imagine that you could do. Big, so 
fasten your seatbelt, Isabel, because it's coming. <laughs> we release that on you, Isabel. We release this boldness on you and a new communication, a fresh communication in all different ways. And you receive this word, you use it, and you speak it out. Bless you, bless you, bless you, Isabel. Rachel, where did you go? Okay. We got a microphone, Rachel. <laughs> there is going to be a whole change in your life that you've been kind of simmering, putting it on back burner for a long time. And you're going to step into this. You're ready. And it has to do with communication and uh, comfort. What was the word? Communication, comfort, and, and healing. Healing of spirit, soul for other people. As you're healing yourself, you're going to impart that to other people. And you're going to be learning how to do that. So... See how this is working, guys? The longer they linger up here, I, I'm pretty sure if the others who sat down, not prematurely, I'm not, no condemnation. There is no condemnation, therefore. That's right. Okay. Okay, so we're all kind of figuring this out. So God is giving us a season of grace. There's a lot of promises on this church for increase. Starting in January, we kept hearing increase. Barbara had a powerful vision, prophetic vision, I guess, is that the best way to describe it, of things that she saw happening in this, this house. Um, then we had the Bethel students, and then last week, um, just so many promises, things that are spoken twice. Um, the Bethel students and when Jeff's daughter was prophesying, I don't usually hear people prophesying things about John G. Lake. But if you don't know who John G. Lake is or was, he had a, a very powerful healing ministry. And Spokane was one of the areas that he landed in for a, a long time. I, don't, I think he might be buried there. Yes. And uh, yes, people do weird things. They go to his grave and they lay on it. They call that grave sucking. <laughs> really strange. Should try it sometime. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I had a... I had a Baptist pastor down the street when we lived over in Manette here. He came marching up, concerned, and we had a good friendship um, when we lived over there. He was concerned. He's like, maybe the kids should leave the room. He, he had Googled about Bethel Church, and people were saying that they do this grave-sucking thing. And there's pictures of people. You know, when you go to a, a grave of a famous person, sometimes people will do things like stand by the, the you know, the gravestone or or lay on it and say hey take a shot of me laying on top of this and people say that they were doing grave sucking now we know that that would be weird I don't think that the intent if people were doing something that was like they were wanting to receive from the Lord while they're laying on the gravesite of a powerful minister of God um, they're just asking God for anointing. They're not sucking something from the grave. That's just weird, okay? I probably am gonna have to edit the recording. But 
But anyway, so we're not going to go. We're not going to go to Spokane. This is what the the, the kid, the, the kid from uh, Bethel. He called it Spokane, Washington. But he said that he feels that God is going to release uh, an anointing on this house greater than that of John G. Lake's ministry. I don't know what that will look like if that's really if that was God. But when I heard it a second time last Sunday from Jeff's daughter, a release of a John G. Lake anointing. Most of you know we go after healing in this house. We we seek to see Jesus get the full reward of what he suffered on the cross. Jesus paid for it on the cross. Everything has been paid in full. Healing, forgiveness, deliverance, um, provision, open heaven access to the throne room of God. I mean, you you know, you've received that when you receive salvation. So, and the benefit package of being a Christian goes so far beyond even that so we want to see Jesus get the reward of what he paid for on the cross he suffered for it on the cross he bore our our diseases and our sin in his body on the cross so that we could receive healing and forgiveness and freedom so we want to see him get the reward of that and that's why when we pray for healing and we we train and equip our our people in this house to be effective ministers of healing um, it's something that we just passionately go after and so for us to hear a word like a john g lake anointing you know it wasn't an evangelistic anointing it was specifically a healing ministry anointing so we are contending i'm going to hold fast to that word if someone else comes and prophesies that one more time i'm probably going to wet myself i don't <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'll do okay i probably won't do that Unless I've had a lot of coffee and I'm delivering mail in the area. And I can't get the key in the door here fast enough. Um, so. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. One last thing. Is it just one? Okay, I'm just going to, there's two last things here. We're probably not going to get a whole lot further than uh, taking communion pretty quick here. But I do feel like God gave me. A different direction other than what I've the scriptures that I've got lined up but I'll tell you the scripture references and you can read them tonight when you're laying on your bed before you go night night um, so for someone there is a traumatic experience that you had years ago that is still nagging and it's carrying a freshness of the wound and he wants to heal that today I'm gonna just take a risk if if that is a yes to you if there is a traumatic experience that you had years ago and it still is nagging at you today in the wound from it feels like it still kind of stings and you want us to pray that God would, would do this that he would heal it today then just pop your hand up well I'll give a hand first but if they don't raise a hand I'll pray it okay <laughs> So we wait for the target to pop up, you know, like at the carnival, the duck goes by with a bullseye. Or if they don't pop up, we're just going to get out the machine gun. So here we go. So, okay, so we're just going to, we all have wounds. We all have injuries, whether it was yesterday or this morning or 5, 10, 20 years ago or when you were a child, okay? So just close your eyes. If, if that was you, if there's a traumatic incident that happened in your life, I just want you to picture that time. Picture what was going on. 
And if you can still see it, if you can still hear it or feel it or, or, or see it, or the memory is just there right now, we're together. Let's just ask, let's just ask the Lord, Father God, just repeat this prayer with me, Father God, show me where you were when this was happening. depending on what your experience was, you may feel like you see him showing you how he was there. Maybe somebody was speaking something really negative over you. And it was, it was hurt, hurting, hurting the heart of your father. And I could just see the Lord now just running for protection, sticking his hands over you, that those words wouldn't go in. And you might feel like God wasn't able to prevent that, but you need to know tonight that it was his heart that that wouldn't have been spoken, that that wound would not have happened. So Father God, tonight, I just thank you, Lord, that it's your will to heal these past wounds these areas of our lives where people have done things, whether they knew they were doing it or inadvertently said or did something that caused pain. And tonight, Lord, we just say we choose to forgive them. We choose to forgive them. And if that's something you're feeling tonight, just you can just speak it under your breath. Say, I choose to forgive that person. Thank you, Lord. And God, we're asking you now to release healing over the hearts of every person where that wound has taken place. And Lord, we're asking you tonight, what do you have in exchange? As we hand to you, Jesus, this, this wound, this offense, what do you have to give to us in replace? Just receive from the Lord right now. Just, just receive whatever he wants to give you. I just declare the goodness of God tonight. I declare the goodness of the Father over you. His heart was for nothing to come into your life that would harm you. That it was not his will for people to abuse verbally or physically. But his protective Father heart was aching to see you go through that pain. And all through the years, it's been his will and his desire to, to release healing into that place. That you would be able to be free from that memory. That it would no longer nag at you or haunt you. And because of that, Jesus, we just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for caring enough about our hearts that you want to heal us even many years later. So we thank you for freedom tonight, Lord.
Okay, you can open up your eyes again. I know it's kind of like the Catholic Church. Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. But here it's just open your eyes, close your eyes, close. Repeat after me. I'm joking, sort of. Okay, the last thing I had was some have anxiety that he wants to give you peace over. So he wants to trade your anxiety. If you're anxious about the future, anxious about your dreams or your career path or whatever it is, whatever you're looking at down the road and you're feeling anxious about, he wants to give you peace in that tonight. So we could go there. If if that's you, um, we could pray for that now. If you want peace in place of your anxiety, just raise your hands. Okay. So, So look around, okay? Those that are close by, stick a hand on these people. And you can get that guy right there if you want, David. Um, and my dad, he can get that guy right there. Thank you, Lord. See, the, the Bible says, the Lord says in the word of God, I know the plans that I have for you. They're plans to give you a hope and a future. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And his only request is that you would turn and seek him, that you would seek his face, that you would seek to know him because he wants to take you by the hand and he wants to give you peace in the steps. He wants to give you peace over every step. So Lord, tonight, we just take hold of your hand. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your promises that you have a future and a hope for every person in this room that you have a plan and it's a plan to prosper it's a plan to give hope it's a plan of blessing thank you lord we thank you god that the boundary lines for every person that loves you and knows you the boundary lines fall in pleasant places it's always good It always ends up being good. And if it's not good, you're working it out for the good. So we know that if it's not finished, that the best is yet to come. We thank you, Lord. We just release over every person tonight that is feeling that anxiety. We release the peace of God that transcends all understanding. It goes beyond our thoughts, beyond our imagination. Holy Spirit, Come release your peace. Release the shalom of heaven in Jesus' name. Release the peace of God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you may not have felt anything or you may have felt something, but what I want to encourage everybody with tonight is when we go into a time of communion, I would like that to be, again, a further exchange between you and the Lord, let's, let's take that opportunity as we commune with the Lord tonight over, over the Lord's Supper, over the broken body and the blood of Jesus. Let's receive from him what he paid for. He paid on the cross for you and I to walk in joy, to walk in peace, to walk in love, in kindness, and yeah, the, the one that we probably struggle with the most, self-control. You know, self-control is, is 
probably easy to, to learn how to reel in if we knew how to do it, once we know how to do it. But God's plan was that you and I would be led by the Spirit. And the Spirit of God, He dwells on the innermost being of who you are. So you have a, a body that is like a temple. The Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from Christ. So your body has like three parts. You've got your outer, the building. Um, the Bible picture of the temple is the outer courts. So the temple had outer courts. You've got a body. You've got walls. You've got courts. You know, you've got hands, feet, legs. God's will was that you would never be led by your body. See, the lie of the 1960s was, do what thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. That is a lie that came straight from the pit of hell. Do whatever feels good. That's the lie. And that lie came into a generation in the 60s, and it's still growing today. But God wants to sever it at the root. We don't live by our feelings and our wants. We, don't, we are not to be driven by the desires of our flesh. See, the, the devil worshipers, they worship the flesh. They celebrate sin and whatever feels good, do it. But that's not who we are because we know that that leads to destruction. When we just do whatever feels good, that leads to death. But God wants to take us outside of being led by the flesh and go into the inner part of the, the temple, the inner part of who you are. So there's two parts inside of the temple. There's the holy place, which is kind of like your soul. So you, are, you exist in a body and a soul and a spirit. The Bible says to worship the Lord your God with all your heart, which is your spirit man, and with all your soul, which is all of your mental faculties, and with all your, your strength, which is your body. In that order, worship him from your spirit and your soul and your body. Worship the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul, mind, and strength. He wants to lead you by your spirit man, your spirit woman, because that is where the Holy Spirit comes into you and joins himself with you on the inside, causing you to be born again. Apart from Christ, you're, you got a spirit inside of you, a ghost. And when your body gives out someday, the ghost is going to come out into the, by, the sweet by and by. I don't know the song, so I won't sing them. I can't. Your ghost is going to leave your body someday. This body, this tent, this vessel, this temple is not indestructible. It's corruptible. It will give out someday. But we declare over everyone in this room right now, and you can declare it over yourself, that not one day will be cut short of your, your existence in that flesh temple, that body that you are in now. Not one day will be cut short because he has written every page in your book. He has destined every page in the book of your life to be fulfilled from day one to the end. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come that you would have life and life abundant. And it is not his will for your life to be cut short. And he will never send sickness or tragedy to take you out early. That is not our God. He is good. He's gooder than that, right? Amen. Okay. So to be led by the Spirit. 
So we don't want to be led by our brains. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, the proverb says. Lean not on your own understanding. You might think you're making the best decisions all the time when you're just doing it on your own. But I'm telling you, we can become soulish Christians. We can become, yeah, it seems right, so I'm just going to do it. The Lord is inviting you and me into a relationship with him where we learn how to yield ourselves over, yield our, our body, yield our mind, and yield our innermost being, submitting ourselves to him. Because in the temple, you have the outer courts, which is like your body. You have the holy place, which is like your, your brain, your mind. And then you have the holy of holies, the innermost place where the Holy Spirit has joined himself with your spirit, if you have received him. So not everybody has received the Holy Spirit. And if you're in this room tonight and you just don't know if you've ever said, Jesus, would you come into my heart? Would you come in inside of me and, and forgive all of my sin and let the work of the cross be the payment for my life? as I give myself to you, would you come and take up residence? Would you come and live and abide in me and cause me to be born anew, born again? If you've never prayed that, you can just ask him now, just say, Jesus, come in. Jesus, I give you my life. I give you my heart. I give you all that I am. And he wants from this day forward, if that's what you just prayed in your heart, he wants to lead you from that innermost being, that innermost place, by his spirit. The sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit. So, it's eight o'clock. Your homework for tonight is to read through 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Because 1 Corinthians chapter 15 talks to us about the importance of the resurrection of Christ. Hey, that's what we do in the modern world. We speak into our phones, so it'll take notes. But you should look to see what it actually typed because I speak into my phone all the time and it does not come out right. I'm like, don't send that. Read it first. Some weird stuff sometimes. So I was praying about tonight. This is Resurrection Sunday. You know, traditionally, all around the world, churches are talking about the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Now, as charismatic Christians, we want to follow the Holy Spirit, so we don't necessarily stick to a religious calendar. We don't have to, on Easter, talk about the resurrection. On Christmas, we don't have to talk about the nativity. Um, we can, and I think God is all over that. Um, but I, I wanted to know, I asked God, you know, what, what do you have, what do you want me to share? And 1 Corinthians 15 is a really hefty backdrop for the importance of why we need to know and believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Do you guys think it's important to know that Jesus rose from the dead? What if he just went to the cross and was crucified, dead, and buried? And that was it. We would have no hope. Hope in what? In eternal life? Yeah. Uh, our own resurrection from the dead, right? So, 1 Corinthians 15, you can read it, you can go through it. it. It guarantees you the importance 
of knowing that Jesus has been risen from the dead. He tasted death and he rose from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has mastery over Jesus. And he is the first fruits. The Bible calls it the first fruits. He is the firstborn from among the dead. You can argue with Jehovah's Witnesses. They will say, see, he was the firstborn of all creation. He was created, he's not God. That's not true. They're misinterpreting the scriptures. When it talks about Jesus being the firstborn from among the dead, it's talking about him being the first to come into a resurrected life, physical body that died, brought back to life, never to die again. He is the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And we who are joined to Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection, and that is what you are joined to when you say, Jesus, take my life, let me become yours. You are, you are, I don't know how it works, but there is a transaction that takes place where you can declare and confess that you were crucified with Christ. Paul said it. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but now Christ lives in me. So see that, that spirit, that resurrection spirit of Jesus comes and takes up, takes up residence inside of you somehow taking an old you before Christ and crucifying it with Jesus on the cross and resurrecting you into a new life. You and I have experienced as Christians a new birth, a resurrection birth, resurrection life. You have become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. Now you might feel like you still live in the, the remnants of the old man, and I can, can guarantee you those are just habits and echoes of a dead man. Paul said we should consider ourselves, reckon, make a decision in your mind and just consider yourself. You might be having an experience where sin is creeping into your life, but, but Paul gives us an instruction. He says, consider yourself dead to sin. Just recognize yourself as dead to sin. That stuff that you struggle with, just consider yourself dead to it and consider yourself alive in Christ, who is your life. And we won't go down that whole theological trail, but it's important to know that when you are in Christ, the old you is dead and the new has come. You are a new person in Jesus. Resurrection life, sonship. You are a son or a daughter of God. You've received the spirit of, of adoption. I don't even know if that's the best way to translate that word. Adoption often sounds like, well, not really legitimate, like biological, but just adopted. Now, earthly adoption is wonderful. So if you're adopted, thank God that you were adopted and taken care of. But when we are brought into the family of God, it is bigger than just a, a legal transaction. There is actually a change in your DNA. You have received, when you receive Jesus, you have received the imperishable seed. That word, and I can't remember the exact address, it could be 2 Timothy, someone could look it up later. You, we have received the imperishable seed, causing you to be born again. That word for seed, I'll give the kids that, bio, that biology word. I know they cringe when people say it because I kind of cringe too. That, that seed is the same word for sperma. It is the actual living seed of God that comes into your spirit, into the womb of your heart, 
of your spirit, causing you to be born into a new person. So when you said yes to Jesus and gave him your life, it was like your heart, the manger in the nativity, all of a sudden there's a birth inside of you. Jesus was born in you. You've been born again. Now Christ lives inside of you. It is a mystery. It is, it is wonderful. And when you begin to experience and press in to know the one who lives inside of you, fellowship with him, walk with him, talk to him. He wants to change you on the inside out. And he wants to do mighty wonders and miracles through your life. Oh, you did. Okay. Okay. And this is from Romans 8, 15. So it has, yeah, that's not, I mean, this might be a different verse that I was, that I was thinking of, but I'll read it. You did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance Enfolding, so he says, instead of the spirit of adoption, it's the spirit of full acceptance, the Holy Spirit, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never, never, you will never feel orphaned. You will never feel orphaned. It's getting late. It's time to wrap it up. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. That is a good word. That's not the one that I was thinking of. There's a scripture that talks about how we have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of the imperishable, the, the living, enduring word of God. But, but that, yeah, I did mention that too. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take communion. I want to challenge you tonight that if you haven't given your life to Christ and you're doing that tonight to tell someone, it's important that you tell someone, or if maybe you have been mocking with them, but maybe not how you feel you should, like maybe rededicating your life, let someone know that as well. It's important to get with someone and let them pray for you and to, you know, some discipleship happening. So don't keep it to yourself. <laughs> So we're going to wrap up the meeting by taking communion together. It's important for us when we take the bread and we take the cup that we remember the Lord's body. Many people take it as just like, eh, well, whatever, eating a cracker, drinking some juice. The Bible says, the Bible actually warns us not to take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. But we should examine ourselves first. I, I feel like... The best way to do it is to hold that bread in that cup and bring your spirit, bring who you are before the Lord in, in reverence and awe and wonder of what he has done for you. Because you're holding symbols, but there's more to it than just holding a natural element and in consuming it. There's something spiritual that takes place when we remember the Lord's broken body and his shed blood on the cross, and we take that into our bodies. We are receiving from the Lord what he gave to us. So when we take the communion tonight, I want you to take it on your own when you're ready. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna invite um, Barbara and Isabel to come up and they're gonna hold the plate. If you hold that, and I'll take the 
that off. <laughs> and then whichever one you guys want to fight over. And I'm going to get out of the way over here. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to excuse everyone to um, come up and grab your communion. And then just take it back to your seat. Spend some time worshiping the Lord. And just thank him for what he's done. Thank him for the provision on the cross. Thank him for what you need. He is the answer. Whether that's healing or continued healing in your body or breakthrough or an exchange for anxiety or fear, whatever it is, unforgiveness. It's important to hold the cup and hold the bread before the Lord. And if you have unforgiveness, deal with it. Just speak before the Lord. Say, Father, I don't like what happened to me. I don't like what that person did. But before you, because you forgave me, I choose to forgive them. It's so important to speak that out. Say, I choose to forgive. You may not feel it in your body. You, there may be something that's like, I don't feel it, but you need to speak it. You need to declare with your mouth that you've made a choice because it's not a feeling, it's a decision. You decide, you choose to forgive them. And then just bless that person. Just say, Father, bless them. If they're still alive, just bless them. And then when you're ready, take the cup. So why don't you guys stand up? I'm going to pray real quick. And if you need prayer after the meeting, we're going to be up here. So by all means, get prayer if it's not covering what we're doing right now in communion. So thank you, Lord. We just thank you for what you did for us, God. We thank you that the cross didn't just end with you taking away our sin and sickness and suffering in our place, but you, you took it into the grave and you, you went into the place of hell and you won back, you, you took back the keys of life. Well, I don't know if it was the keys of life. I'm probably messing that up. But you, you got the keys. These are the keys of death and the grave. There you go. Because life is victorious. There we go. I'll, I'll correct it. I'll fix it. Put a Band-Aid on that one. Thank you, Jesus, that you took the keys of death and the grave. You overcame and you rose again. You rose again, putting into full effect that reality that you are who you said you were. And we have hope in you tonight. So we worship you, and we ask you, Lord, just to bless this communion time as we receive what you did for us. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys, go ahead and come on up and get your goodies.
you, Jesus. God, I just declare your blessing over everybody here tonight, God. Bless everyone here, Lord. Bless their coming and going, God. Yeah, thank you, Lord. If you want to receive more prayer tonight, if you've never experienced the infilling of the Spirit, we just want to take time for anyone here that wants, wants prayer. If you've never felt his presence and you just want to, to sense him in a greater way, we're going to be up here in the front if, if anyone wants more prayer. Um, we are going to dismiss everybody if you have to go. Um, if you want to stay and, and eat goodies and have coffee, we'll put some more music on. So there you go. So if you want more prayer, come on up here. Um, yeah. And if, if, you've, if you were one of those in the room tonight that, that maybe this was your first time you ever just said, yeah, Jesus, I want you into my life, we would love to pray with you. We want to make sure that you seal the deal with God. All right? Amen. All right, bless you guys. Oh, no.